Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. I'm Colin. And I'm Notch. This week, Yaya got his cake and ate it while Jurgen got pulled from the buffet line. I deploy my Ben Fast impression while Colin reached out to the Illuminati. And it's Heineken Rivalry Week in Europe. All this and more on this week's We Call It Soccer. Third episode of We Call It Soccer. You guys feeling like veterans of this new format yet? <laughs> no. I'm I'm still shell-shocked. So. Still trying to get used to it. Hey, you're playing football manager these days, yeah? Or you always have? Well, I have been for a while, but I decided to actually spend money on football manager for a change and get football manager 17 because, surprise, surprise, you can play as Minnesota United and kind of sort of almost relive this lost season of ours. Wait, wait, wait. I've heard, though, that like Bill McGuire and football manager immediately wants to leave as the owner. I still haven't seen him try to sell the team. Okay. It just says he wants to sell the team, which is weird. And apparently he doesn't want to spend any money at all on a new stadium, on transfers, anything like that. So um, I went the route that you actually have to start in the beginning of I think February it was. Right Who did up, you sign as manager? Now that's the important one. Did I you signed, announce it right away too? Yeah. Well, he's manager. I signed Colin O'Donnell yeah. as manager. Oh, that's a full manager. Which is, yeah. You don't get to like sign a persona like Jose Mourinho is going to be me and I'm going to insult Arsene Wenger now. Like, I would do that except for unlike Jose Mourinho, I'm not a dick. Is, is so, this, <laughs> is, is this like? That's true. That's by the true. way, is this like civilization where you can be like, I have imposed sanctions on Arsenal. Like, we're gonna have a diplomacy round now with Arsenal. Like, um, you need to play some different computer games, bro. What? I don't. I actually haven't never played Civilization. I played uh, Alpha Centauri out of Sid Meier's games. So, you've probably picked right. Like, I'm not a huge Civ fan. It's okay. weird. The only, the only two games on my laptop are Football, football Manager and Civilization. Okay. So, so he knows what I'm... He's, yeah, yeah he understands call. fully. I, this this is, is why we have you around. around. I understand. It's just I'm not a huge Civ <laughs> fan. So here's the crazy thing. So without making any huge signings, the only two MLS guys I have brought in on my team were Tommy McNamara and Alex. So okay. clearly we've made some huge strides from our NASL roster. I won the U.S. Open Cup last night. Oh, my God. That's yeah. amazing. Um, did you beat SKC? Because then you actually know it's like total fantasy. Um, I don't think I beat SKC. I beat Columbus. I beat Orlando in the final. And did that caca. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, Kaká was gassed in the 105th minute when Christian Ramirez scored the start of his brace. I think you're going to need this like simulation next year. Yeah. Uh, if my like, gut tells me I'm, that this is going to be like it'll be better if you just stay home from the games and like watch this simulation happen. <laughs> I already bought my season <laughs> tickets though. I wanted to be in the Atasca society. <laughs> me too. Me too. No, no, no. I I I kid. I kid. Uh someone who wasn't kidding though was uh USSF president Sunil Gulati. So let's go into our first segment. The Sewer, where we find the U.S. Men's Ninja Turtles. And um, they've just lost their mentor, their rat mentor, Jürgen Klinsmann, who, <laughs> true to his... Uh, th- I was going to call him true to his rat sentiment, but I don't want to call Jürgen Klinsmann a rat. He's a nice guy. I mean, it goes to the analogy pretty well. With yeah, he did kind of come out and like diss a bunch of people. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. It, if you see him sneer, he looks like a rat. 
Yeah, kind of. I mean, he he said some really mean shit before he let's, got fired. Let's not insult Splinter that way by right. Master right. Splinter. You're into yeah. Master Splinter. <laughs> so so what, what what all did he say? I remember him saying, "If you criticize me, you don't understand football." Yes. Um, it would be, I mean, any other like distracts that he released. Um, the, I'm pretty sure actually he went on stage in Sacramento and dissed Jay Z, Beyonce, said something about Obama and no, Trump. That was uh, that was Kanye. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, did, I didn't mix up too. It's fine. Did yeah. you, did Sunil Gulati fire Kanye? Unfortunately, we can't get rid of him. Ah, so there's that. All right. Well, uh, how do you guys feel about this? Klinsman, that is not Kanye. Uh, we can talk about Kanye <laughs> off the air. Um, <laughs> it's a whole other podcast. Uh, I'm okay with it. Um. His biggest wins were in friendlies. Um, he, I'm, I'm appreciative of him getting the dual internationals. I feel like they're some of our best players now with uh, Brooks and Fabian Johnson. I feel like they're some of their, our best players in the U.S. men's national team. But too much tinkering, too much thinking of the tactical genius. He needed to <laughs> get his ego deflated and then go. I think if... If Jurgen didn't come with the ego, we would have been a little bit more impressed with him. Mm-hmm. Because I think everybody expected revolutionary changes to the national team setup. Really, all that we got were a number of dual internationals, like Caleb said, and not that big of steps with our youth development. Um, you haven't seen the youth teams I've, do I've too seen well. Some. I've seen some really smart people say that basically that the youth setup changes are going to be his lasting legacy and that it is pretty impactful. I, and you're you're also going to see that his he did raise the profile of the U.S. team. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a bit of a vague thing. And I think you could argue that with the increase in social media, it would have happened anyway. But I, I do think that there's some logic to the fact that by hiring this guy when they did, that there were some people outside of the United States who were thumbing their noses at the country saying, oh, they hired Klinsman. We recognize Klinsman. And then, the you know, the, the World Cup performances. 2014, yeah. I think, was probably the high point, even if it didn't end up the same way that we think it did with the Secretary of Defense, Tim Howard's performance. Yeah. Um, Caleb's doing the like bow down. How would be praised? How would be praised? Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it it just always felt that with someone as high profile as Klinsman, we probably should have been doing a little bit better, but, and we just seem to not quite make it in some of the really critical points. I soured on him recently. I was actually one of the give him a chance people. Uh, and and I soured on him after these, particularly these two losses, and then all the like crap we saw at the Copa America, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, um, it's still interesting who takes the reins next. We do have a lot of young players in the U twenties and the U eighteens, U twenty threes that are coming up with like Julian Green. Uh, Do you say Julian Green? That's how they say it. <laughs> German football. Anyway, that's how they say it. <laughs> Such a football uh, hipster, Caleb. I'm just gonna push up my the Germans say Julian right now. I'm sorry. So Bruce and, Arena, what do you Cameron, think? Though? Um, his stance on dual internationals isn't my favorite. Um, I'm worried. He said we might... that he he doesn't like foreign-born players, which Essential. is a very close-minded way to look at soccer these days. I really hope that you can say he said this three years ago. He changed his mind a year ago. That would be I'm, the smart way to play. I'm hoping that happened. 
I'm skeptical that it did. And if it didn't happen that way, then I think there's going to be some problems for the U.S. going forward. It's not Bruce yet. I mean, it's it, it. This is at the journalists are saying it's a done deal stage. So you know, God knows what could happen. Abby Wamba could come back and like make a big splash. Oh, please and say, no, that'd be worse. Please no. Goodbye, <laughs> <laughs> do internationals. Right. Hello, so, every single goal being a header. So so we don't know what's gonna happen. So right, it, right. but 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 the proof. Uh, so far says that it's going to be Bruce. And and I think that there's something to be said about a guy who has a proven record as a manager, knows everybody involved, blah 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 stable, stable, stable. Yeah. The rumor is, Grant Ball tweeted this, is that he thinks it's going to be Bruce until the end of 2018 World Cup and then Tab Ramos after that, which I think that's a pretty exciting thing to get Tab into the, the Why not spot. just do Tab right now? I don't know enough about him to, to, to say whether I'd yeah. want him or not. I, anyway, yeah, you knows. know, with with that, we should uh, move on. Yeah, so let's let's take a look at the major listing service. I'm I'm hoping to find a four bedroom, three bathroom, uh, good school district, maybe close to a park. Um, Want a unicorn too to go with that? Like, um, actually, I would be probably talking about my dad's house that's up for sale. Wow, he just like threw an actual like commercial into We're our show. We're sponsored by a realtor planet. business. We're right. sponsored by Coldwell Banker Burnett. Looking at blah 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 South Mary Road. We'll just pretend we're sponsored by them and then ask them for money. Okay. We'll yeah. yeah. So so what's Sounds going on in MLS world, folks? Um, drama and kind of drama. So Javier Morales has had an acrimonious exit in his RSL days. Um, apparently. Real Salt Lake has somewhat forced him out of his role as what MLSsoccer.com says is one of the greatest playmakers in MLS history. Yeah, he said that he didn't want to leave and that he he was told to go. Uh, there's a little bit of murkiness around exactly what happened, mm-hmm. but it's kind of a bummer when a club legend is like, Told to pack his bags, you know, right? Basically, so so that was that was a big bummer. Speaking of club legends, Robbie Keane. Um, some people's pick for the best designated player ever. Uh, Reasonably fair pick, honestly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's leaving the LA Galaxy, so obviously he was attached to Atlanta immediately and Minnesota. Of course, you know less obviously to Minnesota. Yeah, because you know when when you've spent the last X number of years in LA, the natural place to go next is Minnesota. Yeah, time for those home games in March. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, Liga MX is rumored to be interested in rebooting the Super Liga. I really hope this happens. I would love to see this happen. I doubt it happens. When was the last time that they had one? Goodness, that was a long time Okay, while, ago. while you Google that, there, this is essentially a tournament between Liga MX and MLS clubs, yeah? Yeah. Uh, kind of like a counter Champions League, but only with the uh, Mexico and U.S., so the important thing is, how does NASL get a spot? <laughs> <laughs> is that really the important thing now? Someone commissioned we're... a Deloitte study quickly. Uh... Hey, yo. <laughs> um, so according to Wikipedia, it was first held in 2007 and canceled in 2011. Ah, damn it, Beckham. So the MLS to St. Louis group is requesting some taxpayer money for their stadium there, by the way. This was tweeted by the MLS official account so this is one of those things that you're like uh are you tweeting this as like report says that this is happening or are you tweeting this like hmm you should pay attention to this twirl 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 the mustache 
it seems twirl 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 the mustache just because this actually came out in their um press conference about this so mm-hmm. the the group that's spearheading St. Louis's MLS bid um came out and said yes we are looking to bring an MLS team we are looking to build this stadium here's how much taxpayer money we want hey it's not 150 million it's only 80 million right and and the city had that amount like much more than that banked out for that NFL Rams stadium that didn't go anywhere right except for this is an MLS stadium and I mean, NFL, MLS, same thing, right? Perel people will tell you. (laughs) 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 Well, um, I think St. Louis makes a really compelling argument for expansion. I think St. Louis, Sacramento are the ones that I'm putting my money on. I think Detroit is not going to go anywhere. Cincinnati's also in there trying to get an MLS bid. I would say that just the amount of noise I've seen out of St. Louis in terms of lining up investors... Mm Uh, might they just might have a little bit of a head start also with the population there. Yeah, and don't worry, we will talk about how much noise is needed for somebody to be able to succeed in a higher league in just a couple of segments. Yes, we will. Uh, uh, one other quick thing: there's been a bunch of noise. Like every week, you hear a story about like David Beckham says his team's like coming up tomorrow, and then his partner says, "No, no, guys, it's gonna be next week. I promise. I double duper promise." And then, essentially, there was a. Uh, I forget where I saw this rumor, but essentially it was a rumor that basically this is going to be a train wreck and there's nothing we can do about it. We just got to watch it unfold. Are you sure that's not the past two years that you're mistaking for a suddenly exploding rumor? I just woke up after a really long like nightmare and I'm like, this is how I'm going to make peace with myself about that nightmare. Hey, that's like me looking at my phone after it being dead for four hours and re- seeing that Jurgen Klinsmann had been fired. <laughs> you missed out on all the like. I missed out on uh, all it of so it. So good, so many like, pancakes. I, I still haven't read back yet. This is kind of like the U.S. Costa Rica game that we were recording the podcast <laughs> during. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, anyway, uh, for our listeners, they've already watched these MLS playoff games that are tomorrow night, so we're not going to cover them too much. Suffice it to say, Impact Montreal, L'Impact Montreal is playing uh, Toronto. Yeah. The I think the best Derby. Yeah, the best note that I've seen about this is Greg Vanny, the head coach of Toronto FC, saying how much he hates that fucking bell that they ring every single time <laughs> Montreal scores. Also, uh, pro- the should be MVP for this year at MLS. Gio Ventos said that the turf at uh, Olympic Stadium in Montreal is... And I quote, danger for all players' careers, end quote. <laughs> so Apparently he's not impressed with that. <laughs> they've signed Kanye West, who is coming up with their, like, diss track uh, line. Like, they're all coming in and just, like, no, throwing no. shade at Montreal. It's, it's Drake. No. Toronto, right? Yeah. Drake, okay. To be fair. Um, I'm pretty sure that's that Montreal signed Ryo OKC's golden, or, uh, groundskeeper. <laughs> <laughs> they're, uh-huh. they're moving up the stores as we speak. I just want to say, by the way, personal um, disappointment of the year, the fact that Juanan, after he got released by Rayo, wasn't signed by anybody else. Because this accent for Juanan, I want to do it again. The Conan quotes, they, they are so good. And I can't do them anymore until Juanan gets signed. I mean, they're not so good, Notch, but it's just so much fun to say. <laughs> if he's signed by like even the Spanish 4th Division, by the way, we're going <laughs> to start a new podcast dedicated to the Spanish 4th Division. It's going to be a niche market, I'm just saying. And like hilarious accents every week. Come on, guys. 
will we um, be able to do like Castilian, Catalan, and whatever the heck you do for Wanon? Exactly. Yep. Sweet. Yep. You're in charge I'm of Castilian. Totally in. In. I'm totally gonna be behind in my Adsense training. All right. I'm not not good. Uh, speaking of, uh, well, there's no real good segue to Seattle versus Colorado happening. Also, as another semifinal. 40,000 tickets sold for this game, guys. That's kind of great. Did they open the up top deck? Do you know? I Honestly, I, I thought honestly that was kind of normal for Seattle. But yeah. yeah. I they, mean, they did pretty pretty big crowds there in Century Field. Oh, yeah, Century they do. Field. They don't open the upper deck for all of their games, no. though. I no, did no. see that. So I was talking to someone from there recently, and they said that the upper deck wasn't open, which to me was really surprising. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, yeah, Tuesday game, maybe not. But if they sold 40,000 tickets, I mean, it makes sense. They might end up opening it just for walk-up sales, but okay, who yeah. knows? And this is the first leg in the playoffs, so there's going to be another one later, I think, the next week somehow. But also, MLS, don't put your playoffs on a Tuesday night. Yeah. Sunday, Saturday, like, come on. I need some soccer. I'm not going to watch tomorrow. I, w- I would watch if it was a, a weekend. You'll watch it because you'll be at the Nomad. Yeah, yeah. You got the Dark Clouds event. Hey, speaking of Minnesota supporters groups, uh, you know what great silver lining event we had like several months ago? Uh, Loon monitoring. Hey, you guys were doing that even before the team did? Right, exactly. We were. And so let's go on to our Loon monitoring segment. Uh, Put on our little DNR badge because we're sneaking around a lake. Uh, Loon monitoring. Yay! Yeah, yeah. Uh, Adrian Heath is reported to be the head coach. Again, no news confirmed from the actual team, but it's pretty much believed. And don't like, worry, just we like have... Kevin and Justin are signed that Heath will be head coach. And and we have news as to why it, this news has not come out in a few segments. This is this is just our teaser episode. But... I just want to say, by the way, I came up with this. Uh satire piece like back when we were talking about how Minnesota United would like the early days of when they would be rebranded I, I wrote a satire piece for midfield press where I said Minnesota United to in MLS to be unbranded as uh, Minnesota Uncertainty FC because there are lots of <laughs> questions about everything I'm, I'm just saying this could be an opportunity their whole shtick is that we don't know anything like Adrian Heath could be there on the pitch coaching like calling our orders and like you could go up to like the, the Nick Rogers and be like Nick is Adrian Heath our coach and he'd be like I don't know like maybe maybe not and and then all of a sudden, like the Venezuelan national anthem comes on, and you're like, "It's Geo's music!" But God, he's <laughs> in the building. He's in the building. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's Adrian Heath is all but confirmed. This is the guy who took Orlando City SC from USL to MLS. Uh, was fired after what, a year and a half in charge. There yeah, were some shady things between him and the board at Orlando that. They kind of disagreed, didn't really get along too well. and There's something about the, the players not fitting a system, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most of the fan criticism was that he was very rigid in how he wanted his system to work, and it didn't necessarily jibe with the playing staff that he had. My best guess is that either he's more in tune with what Manny Lagos wants to do with this team, or he's going to have much more say in the players that come in because as far as I know, like Kaka was not necessarily an Adrian Heath pickup. It was more of a board pickup. That sounds like one of those things like I want that guy because he is awesome and I watch YouTube videos about him. Yeah. yeah. Plus like friends with board members, but whatever. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Orlando City SC has the uh, Brazilian dude. Yeah. Uh, Flavio something. 
I that's a weird name for a guy. Yeah. You think that at some point they'd have been like something is a terrible last name. We should come up with something else. <laughs> Fabio, <laughs> something else? See, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you um, one um, one by the way, we didn't, oh. speaking of Brazilian guys, um, guess who was seen walking around downtown with uh, Dr. Bill McGuire yesterday? Or Pablo Campos. Couple. Pablo Campos. Yep, yep, yep. He was uh, just released by Miami today, officially. So maybe he probably knew about that and he's probably trying to work his way back to Minnesota as a DP or. Yeah. Um, Team mascot or, I mean, he could Pablo for PK. Like we need to turn that into a hashtag. <laughs> yeah. he, he's also in his uh, early mid thirties. He could be looking to, for a different position somewhere else to a non playing position with a different team. Just try and stay in soccer. So again, Pablo for PK. Yeah, yeah. M- maybe he could be one of the assistants. You know, yeah. If if Adrian I would approve of, his own people. Yeah, I would approve of that. Wholeheartedly, yeah. or, or or something for the USL team, or maybe a, t- a club ambassador. Who knows? I mean, for all we know, Rio Casey in come coming soon to a stadium near you in 2017 might sign him to a contract. You mean like 2019 when they come off of hiatus? Right, exactly. So I mean, we'll see. Um, any other loon news that that we should cover? No, I. Uh, it's been so frustrating as a loons fan to you're just waiting for that one. Piece a lot into place to just let all the news fl- start flowing out of Eric Durkee's mouth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, safe bet that probably Thanksgiving is not going to be a time that they go out and, I mean, when people are away from their computer. I mean, who knows though? Maybe they, 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 this is perfect. We should do this. Like, let's, let's ruin everybody's Thanksgiving dinner. You know, Caleb is sitting out in Wisconsin and suddenly the family's like, what the hell are you doing on your phone, man? He's like, guys, I have to tweet about this right now. <laughs> Although they're t- saying Johnny Steele might be our first DP. <laughs> <laughs> I'm freaking out right now, guys. They just said that his jerseys are going to be sold first, okay? I mean, honestly, though, in, in complete seriousness, I'm worried that some of my family are Trump supporters, so I will want an excuse to look at my phone. Durkey, please announce something at like 3.30 on Thursday. <laughs> that is when I sit down for dinner. I want to make sure that I do not get wrapped up in that discussion. When Adrian Heath's signing gets official, we'll talk a little bit about his tactics. Hopefully, by then, we might also have some clarity on players. Fingers crossed. Maybe. Uh, maybe you know maybe. it's not going to happen. I'm not but... getting my hopes up. <laughs> I'm not getting my hopes up. I'll just be disappointed. Hey, you know what that means? We get to speculate even more. That's going to be fantastic. <laughs> See, no, no, no. For I me, think, this is I just... I think Bastion Schweinsteiger fits really well into Adrian Heath's... <laughs> All I'm going to say is I'm going to go up to Eric Durkee and I'm just going to say, please, sir, can I have another? Please, can I have more? And he's going to be like, more, more signings. (laughs) Aren't you happy with Amos McGee? Aren't you happy with all my pizza tweets? Uh, anyway, let's move on to our Permeed Scheme section. Grab your Herbalife because we're going to go to explore the lower tiers of the U.S. Soccer Permeed Scheme. And not only that, Deloitte put out... Deloitte UK. Deloitte UK. They this, put out what seems to be the Herbalife distribute, or distri- Can we edit that? <laughs> no, this is great. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So, words, you know them. I... I have the best words. You I do. have I have them. Uh, in all seriousness, this Deloitte UK came up with a uh, report on promotional relegation in the United States commissioned by Miami FC's owner, Ricardo Silva. And it essentially says, 
hey, Pro-Rel can be a great thing, but guess what? It's not, the US is not ready for it right now, and there's a whole bunch of shit that needs to happen before it's ready for it. It's a super moderated take. Yeah, it doesn't really give either side a lot of firepower because it's like, oh, it could, it could work, but we're not now. Right. And like, you can't argue with that, really. You can't be like, oh, it said it worked, but then the other side's going to be like, but not right now, so why are you arguing? Yeah. Here's... Ex- except that's not how it goes. It goes, it's not going to work. And they're like, no, it will work. It's not going to work ever. It will work. Here's here's my... That's an actual quote, by the way. <laughs> I'm not surprised yeah, at all. That... <laughs> I'm glad that you interviewed Ted Westervelt on it, but um, here is my guy that's that wishes okay. ProRel could totally work, but is skeptical of it. Um Man that reports optimistic about the state of U.S. soccer. Yeah, well, here's to say it was ready right now. Here's my thing. I think there are ideas as to what sort of remedies would be needed to make U.S. soccer ready. Completely ignore the politics within USSF as mm. it goes to NASL and USL and the fights between them. And I think it totally undersells how entrenched the ridiculous sums of money that have been paid for some of these franchises for MLS teams. You know, if somebody is paying 100, 150, 200 million for an MLS franchise, they are going to want much bigger, basically parachute payments in the event that they get relegated than US soccer can provide. They're going to want payments to institute the system. They're not going to let the system get introduced without the payment, dude. It's, Absolutely not. Yeah. But I'm, I'm <laughs> saying, like... They're giving like, up something right away. I think, so, so, ProRel takes so many forms around the world. It doesn't have to be your English three up, three down. It can be a one down, one up. It can be based on, like, several years of performance versus just one. There's a lot of complicated systems that can be put in place. And so to say, no ProRel ever is terrible. Also, this report makes clear ProRel now impossible. There are also some questions of credibility of this report brought up because it's paid for by a guy who's in the NASL. Well, not only that, he's the only guy based on the current D1 requirements that would pass the necessary and proper financial test and yep. has a venue that's big enough to host a D1 team. True. Like, I, I don't exactly know Carmelo Anthony's ins and outs of his net worth, but... I'm pretty sure the Ricardo Silva could actually pull off having an MLS Silva, yeah. team. Tomorrow, if you yeah. wanted to. Uh, in fact, I'm pretty sure when Beckham's bid finally goes kaput, uh, if Garber's smart, he looks at Silva and says, dude, your time to shine. Go. Hey, yo, you want this Miami? Right? I mean... <laughs> hey, yo, you want this Pro-Rel so bad? If they're so Here. <laughs> desperate about Here Miami, you go. then that, that would be the natural pick for me. I think, I think Silva takes any business opportunity that comes in front of him. He's not a partisan one way or another. Um, that's at least my my view of the situation. This is also, by the way, not a report that says anything new that we in, quote-unquote, as soccer fans didn't know. What it does, though, it, it's it underlines it with Deloitte UK's reputation. And this is the kind of thing you can take to business owners and say, look, uh, you were, you know, you don't read soccer Twitter. You don't need to read soccer Reddit. <laughs> uh, you don't pay any attention to any crap. In fact, you probably don't even follow soccer so closely. But here is something made by a consulting firm with a name, with a brand, who are putting their reputation behind this report. I will say this about the report. It does have some shortcomings. Some of its analysis as to 
Okay, one How thing. We haven't seen the full study. We've only seen the executive okay, summary. Okay, to be fair, the executive summary, the points that it makes seems to come to some probably overly simplistic would be charitable to describe it. Um, when it talks about some of the playoff possibilities, I think it's it's completely understating the levels that NASL and MLS are at. You know, so, just I've I've actually run some numbers on the um, U.S. Open Cup over the last three years. It's it's astonishing how far beyond some of the promotion playoff countries there are. Mm-hmm compared to the success that MLS clubs have against NASL or USL. So that's stuff like that, it's it's way beyond what you're gonna see. This is the point at see. which we wish Minnesota United would announce something to interrupt this discussion. Exactly. So I'm gonna do oh, it please. for us. Yeah. I'm gonna please. do it for us. And so anything. Announce that you signed a new like security <laughs> company. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Something No, no, keep give me something. Keep the no. one dude that I had that was Keep the one dude that was manning the south side because he was totally awesome at keeping the kids from standing by the ad boards. Okay, I thought you were going to go somewhere else. Anyway, uh, if you want to see a take on this that is kind of, this report was complete garbage, go to 55.1. Alex Schieferdecker actually wrote a pretty great piece on why he thinks this report is garbage. If you want to see a, a great take on why this report is terrific, go and criticize this report on Twitter with a new account and all those accounts that you blocked on your normal account We'll tell you exactly why they love this report and it's game changing and blah, 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 blah. Just make sure that you hashtag it ProRel for US. Uh, with that, let's take a break because it's going to take us a little while to get to our pub. Uh, we need to board a plane and go a little bit far. So we're going to do that. This uh, podcast has been a little expensive and I don't have as many air f- air traffic miles than I thought I would. Peasant. I, yeah, yeah. You have the wrong credit card, man. Probably, yeah. All right. Well, we'll take a break right here. We'll be back with more We Call It Soccer. Welcome back to We Call It Soccer. We boarded a plane. We went over to the pub. Which pub are we at this week, Caleb? This week we're at the Drunken Devil. And speaking of Drunken Devils, uh, Wayne Reed had a little in trouble with the FA and Jose Mourinho for trashing a wedding. The hotel they were staying at on international duty. He he crashed it, got pulled away, and then returned later. And he was like (laughs) hanging out with some guests, like putting his arms around people. Like it was, he was having a good time. Yeah. I want to think that he like crashed some photos with like the wedding party right beforehand. Then they're like, dude, you have to go. You have to get out of here. And then he like actually walked to the reception or like, Uh no, no, actually walked to the ceremony. Like he was like, (laughs) I object. I object. I should be starting. I object. And then he and the bride ran out into a uh, waiting bus, and then the bus drove off. They're sitting in the in the back seat as the camera just looks at them, and they just silently like sit there, and you're not really sure when the when it goes to black whether they're happy or sad about their decision. And some Simon and Garfunkel was playing. Exactly. See that? The, yeah, that that's essentially what happened. So another news: Dustin Hoffman is playing Wayne Rooney in his biopic. I think at this point they both have the same amount of soccer skill, <laughs> and probably Damn the same I'm amount of, <laughs> and the same amount of natural uh, hair. Or so, <laughs> oh god, I think you insulted Dustin Hoffman there. Uh, we have, by the way, the most oh. American of analyses of the EPL here, which is 
based on last season's prices and results, this is how much it cost a club supporter to see each home goal, okay? Uh, the the most cost-effective team in terms of goal was Manchester City, where it cost you £6.36, pence, uh, Mike Pence, to, to watch a goal <laughs> scored at home. And the, the, the worst team was... Kalimani, you tell them about this one. Okay, I'm going to object to this just because I, I looked at this five times. I see 19 teams on this chart. There are 20 teams in the Premier League. Wait, who's missing? I haven't bothered to figure far. out, but <laughs> <laughs> I've had too many beers to object to something that Arsenal is the last in. Yeah, 32 pounds, 71 pence for Arsenal. I would pay that much for a Mesodozo goal. I'll tell you that much. Okay. Well, he didn't have too many last year, did he? Because they were all talking about like, he's, he's on. No, he was, he was too busy giving assists for everything. Okay, right. Yeah, this chart would be entirely different if there no. Okay, well, uh, there's this wonderful chart. Burnley was actually really cost-efficient for goals. Leicester, too. You know, uh, that Vardy party was funded by the savings. And the, the Burnley party was funded by the fact that they're so freaking cheap and they didn't score that many goals. Okay, well, th- thanks for telling us what you really think. Hot right? take about Burnley. Hot take pancakes. Uh, Antonio Conte of Chelsea was named Manager of the Month for October for reasons that are... Um, I... There's zero reasons for Antonio Conte being named manager of the month, specifically the fact that Chelsea let off zero goals the entire month. Yeah, so so wait, when we were writing these notes, you guys said, like, yeah, there's good reasons, there's great reasons. And I was like, all right, then you'll talk about them on the air. And then you all said, nodded. And... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the reason is the fact that their defense was so ridiculously good. Didn't and you just say that there was no reason? Yeah, zero, reason. zero reasons because they let off zero goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the latest in Notch doesn't get jokes that Colin says. Oh, God, okay. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, speaking of jokes that people didn't get, um, Pep Guardiola reacted to our uh, news about his sex curfew last week by coming in. He was listening to this podcast. Yes. He's like, what? Samir Nasri said what? How do these Americans know it before I do? And then he came out and said uh, this, and this is a quote, direct quote. It is impossible to play good football if you don't make sex with your partner. <laughs> this might be a, a language thing, but he talks about sets like a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah, I made sets with that lady over there. She had yeah, such I great... Yeah, I made sets before. Yeah, her... She had great bags of sand. Great 40-year-old version reference <laughs> yeah. right there. Uh, I was there too. And essentially, he just denied that the sex curfew thing is actually real. It's not. Um, and Magic City obviously had tons of sex the, the night before they played Crystal Palace. No, no, no. Just Yaya Toure had tons of sex. And tons of Kate. Uh, he, <laughs> so, so if you've been following the Yaya Toure story uh, for years, you'll know about this thinking. birthday cake reference. And then, then in la- last few weeks, essentially, he and his agent have had a running fight. They've apologized, not apologized, apologized again. Who knows? Anyway, he, he actually played this game and he scored two goals. Who knew? And the second goal that was actually a pitch invasion. Exactly. And I, I got to say, that was the cutest pitch invasion ever ever like this guy runs on with his daughter onto the pitch hopefully his daughter on the pitch <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 i mean it's just, everyone's distracted let me just steal this child we, like it's bold to run on the pitch while the cameras are but just, i really hope just 
I mean, come no, on. No, no, no. I'm and just here okay, I'm okay. used to making the worst possible jokes. No, 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 no. Here's what happened. This he was like, he's hanging out with his best friend, and his best friend had his daughter there, and he was like, this is this is the one pitch invasion that this little girl is going to get to see. I'm going to make this happen. And he just, he was like, you know, I don't want my best friend to be banned. They won't ban a child, but I'll get banned. So he just did it. And that's why. And, and this child had a once-in-a-lifetime experience. She now, has had a pitch invasion before all of us. Anyway, uh, this game ended 2-1 for, for Man City, which is good. Good for them. Uh, Man U, though, didn't do so well. In fact, against your team. Yeah. 1-1 um, one, one to Arsenal. In a game that, I will admit, I was hungover, but I could not stay awake for this game at 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> it, it was a, a drab 1-1. One, one. Nothing happened in the first half. Second half... I, I was pretty much passed out, and then I kind of woke up. And I was like, oh, Olivier Giroud, he, his gorgeous Gallic beard scored a... You didn't see the like the last-minute equalizer? I, I You missed it? I, I saw the replay when they're like, ah, oh, Giroud scored a goal! And I was like... Oh. I want to say, by the way, <laughs> when, when USA... Hey, he scored! Oh, cool. <laughs> when the U.S. played... Um, uh, Algeria in the in the 2010 World Cup, horrible game. The whole game was so bad. I was like in a foul, foul mood. But being awake for that last minute equalizer, funny story. I made the game. Yeah, I I actually made my dad listen to that on Sirius XM. By the way, sponsored by Sirius XM. Yeah, we're just gonna like throw out sponsors and hope that they sponsor. <laughs> um, hey, join up with the promo code. We call it soccer, right? Um, Jose, yeah. See how great he sounds. This is you, this could be you, your company. Uh, Jose Mourinho, by the way, was even more of a tit by like coming out and saying <laughs> Arsene Wenger gets more respect than I do. No, he. I mean, yes, he does, but I for mean, good reasons. Jose Mourinho has and yeah, Jose Mourinho yeah. has turned into the Rodney Dangerfield of soccer. Like he can't get no respect, <laughs> and yet every single time he's like, "I can't get no respect." And by the way, he this ends is up completely re- shitting the bed. How did Man United give up two points against Arsenal in this game when they played absolutely call terrible? Calling the self in right now. Arsenal, aren't Arsenal doing much better than Man United this game? Much better. Oh, they're they're doing fantastically, but they played like shit during this game. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Well, uh, Reddit had a good take on this Arce- uh, Jose Mourinho quote, by the way. He's basically that you, Jose Mourinho complaining that he doesn't get respect while disrespecting Arsene Wenger is a classic Mourinho. I classic like pe- Mourinho. I just like the people actually calling him on it, which is good. Uh, speaking of Arsenal... Spurs <laughs> beat West Ham United 3-2. <laughs> On the backs of a guy that got kicked out of the Arsenal Academy for some stupid uh, hush reason. You, hush you. Two penalties. There should have been one more even for Kane and uh, in this game. So Spurs com- coming through uh, right at the end there. Uh, but the best story out of England this whole week, though, was from Peterborough. Heartwarming story of... Some some classic classic jerseys. So they're wearing basically highlighter, yellow, green, whatever. They're take or, out a highlighter from your your uh, trapper keeper or your pen pencil bots and look at it. And that's their jerseys from Peterborough. And the guy in the middle of midfield passes it to one of the stewards on the side who's also wearing a highlighter jacket. And <laughs> to, be, to be honest, great pass though. Hit him right in stride. 
Yeah, if he was a yeah. player, it would have yeah. been great. Yeah, they, they would have gone on and done wonderful. I mean, I I got to be honest. Like it, it was great vision, except for the lack of vision of the sideline. But hey, speaking of lack of vision, with the job that he decided to take without really knowing how much. This segue isn't working. No, uh, no, no. But but Bradley's Swansea City tied Everton one one. Uh, so that win hasn't come yet. But it almost. But Bradley's up time. to two points. Yeah. But Bradley Swansea City also the team that I figured out is not on the list of pounds hey. per goal seen. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. So they tied with Everton. Everton. Wait, you didn't do the math in that amount of time. Well, well. well. Swansea isn't whale, so they have like different currency. Oh, don't, <laughs> no, um, <laughs> they're not Scotland yet, right? Uh, <laughs> speak, speaking of places that are not England, we should go on to our next segment. They don't call it soccer, although some do, uh, about countries that are not England. Uh, the first story is one of those kind of annoying, gets me angry soccer stories, which is from Sweden. You see, well, Helsingborg got relegated this uh, past weekend, and the fans got mad, you know. I remember being really mad uh, when Minnesota United got knocked out of the 2014 NASL Championship final, semifinals. But you know what I didn't do? Rush onto the pitch, throw, like, stuff onto the pitch, like, violently invade the pitch, and then force players out of their jerseys. Uh, which is exactly what these ultras did. They, they, in fact, the, the son of the manager, Henrik Larsson, Jordan Larsson is this player. He was actually staring down these ultras. They come up to him, they grab his shirt and try to pull it off him. Like, you know, you're not worthy to wear the shirt, dude. And all the time, they, they got their, like, faces covered. Though on, cowards. Honestly, cowards. man, the one thing that I'm most worried about in Trump's America is all of the nepotism that's going to go on with Donald, Eric, and Jared Kushner. So I, I fully understand the ripping the shirt off the coach's son. Bane reference brought to you by We Call It Soft. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the Milan Derby ended uh, 2-2. And I actually watched a older version about from about 10 years ago. Which, by the way, who knew that Luis Figo used to play for Inter Milan? I thought his career ended at Real Madrid after he was Judas, basically. Uh, you know who knew that? Wikipedia did. It did, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I watched a replay with Maldini, Ronaldo, Figo, Dida, uh, Julio Cesar... Bunch of other, like, Gattuso, Materazzi, like, all these guys were all in these, like, two Milan squads of nineteen or 2006. But you actually, Caleb, watched this year's uh, Milan Derby highlights. I did, and what I saw was a former Liverpool player score both of Milan's goals, <laughs> which was painful to watch. Asuso scores both of Milan's goals. Um, You're more bitter about this than I am about any Arsenal player, and trust me, we'll get to it. Oh, man, Colin, you're such a tease this episode. <laughs> but uh, so Milan's up 2-1. Uh, Ivan Perisic, a player I, I really um, admired during the Euros this past year. I, gonna, I, I really hate. No, I really, I really like Ivan Perisic. He's so fast. And when he dyed his hair in his, in his uh, the Toration Flag colors, I thought it was really cool. But he scores a Zayed-esque goal. He's been watching NASL, obviously. Obviously. Who and to yeah, tie it up true. late in the game. And the Milan Derby ends 2-2. But did you know that both teams play their home games in the same stadium, the San Siro? Yeah, there's there's a bunch of... Italy is essentially the only country where this happens. Mm-hmm. Um on a regular basis, there's where there's like more than one. Yeah. And Inter Milan and AC Milan are the most prominent examples of playing uh, in the same stadium because of the San Siro, as you said. 
Uh, moving along, Mario Balotelli has said that he will fly a helicopter over Nice if they win the oh. Liga title. He's going to get arrested so fast, and it's going to be hilarious. No, he's going to oh, crash that helicopter God. into a field so fast. It's going to be hilarious. As long as he doesn't die. Or set off fireworks. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be funny. He, he could set off fireworks from the helicopter, like he did from that toilet that one time. That would be awesome. Right? Oh, I hate you, Mario. I hate you so much. <laughs> um, this is actually a, a pretty controversial story, which is that of... Rosenball Sport Leipzig, RB Leipzig, um, which you, if you haven't been paying attention to the story of the team, probably call it Red Bull Leipzig, are now on top of the Bundesliga. The newly promoted team taking Bayern's spot, quote-unquote. So here's the deal. If you are a fan of Football Manager and do not look on Reddit or Google or anything else, you totally love this story of the team that you totally brought from the depths into the top of the Bundesliga. If you are a person with a soul, however, (laughs) you are not a huge fan of this. Essentially, there's a rule in Germany that the majority of of any team has to be owned by members of the club. You know when the pro-rail crowd in America come and say like, you're not a real club. What they mean is that you're not owned by the, the members of the club at all. And Can I just stop you? That was a very good Ben Fast impression. Thank you. Uh, what you're going to find is that most teams in Germany have a lot of members when it comes to owning the club. So, for example, Dortmund has 140,000 members. Red Bull Leipzig has 17, who are mostly Red Bull employees. And why are they Red Bull employees, Notch? Because the fees are absurd, and and a team can reject anyone from membership that they want. So most teams make their membership pretty affordable, but Red Bull Leipzig has set it to like basically eight hundred euros a year after a one hundred euro entrance fee. It's nuts. So they're obviously contravening that rule. And there's a rule in Germany that says that you can't have a sponsor in the name of the team. So when Red Bull bought SSV Markenstadt in two thousand nine. They named themselves Rosenball Sport Leipzig, which means RB Leipzig for short, which means Lawn Bowl Sport. That's Rosenball Sport Leipzig. I mean, that that's kind of accurate if you're running a croquet team. Right. It's I mean, it's clever, but it's kind of sneaky and, and lame. So, so there's a lot of... Uh, just summarize two things very quickly. There's a lot of people who think, oh, it's great that Bayern's been knocked off the top spot. There's someone else coming in there. Number two, there's a lot of people who think it's it's a great for an East German team or, an, or a team located in the form of East Germany to do well. But there's also a lot of other people who say this team is contravening the spirit of the rules of German football. It's not, it's not cool. It's not cool. It's not fun. And then there's some people being like, scoreboard, y'all. And also it's November. There's plenty of season left. Um, they have a lot of young kids play for uh, RB Leipzig, and injuries happen, and Leipzig get tired. So just because they're top of the table right now doesn't mean that they're going to win the league. And I'm saying this after Liverpool is now second after this week, <laughs> and Chelsea is top. So, hey, what did Liverpool do this week? Uh, they tied Southampton nil nil at Southampton. Oh, yeah, that's right. I slept through that game, too. Was it like an admirable draw, or did you kind of hate it? Um... We had most of the chances, most of the shots on goal, and there's a penalty shout that we had, but it was it could go either way, so I'm not too fussed about it. A point away from Southampton, 
at Southampton is all right. I'll and just we've lost that game with Brendan, Brendan Rodgers. So. I'll say this. I had a bunch of cleaning that my vengeful wife was supposed to be like harping me about. And I was laying on the couch. I was like, oh, this game's on. Oh, I, I can't even get myself to get up. Hey, you didn't miss much, honestly. Uh, like that game just depressed me so bad that I ended up being like, I'm going to get yelled at for not cleaning it. It's fine. But uh, Leipzig is breaking Bayern's dominance, also breaking Bayern's dominance over a certain team this week is Dortmund in the, their classicer. Yeah, they, they ended their unbeaten streak. Well, they hadn't defeated Bayern in the league since 2014. Yeah, in the league. They beat them in the like the domestic cup, the DFP Pokal. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some sort of home streak, too. Yeah. I still get excited, just like a little kid when I see like Christian Pulisic on the pitch, by the way. And we were watching the highlights. We were like, is that Pulisic? Oh, my God. He's like in a <laughs> I see him in the frame during the goal. There was a documentary done by one of the men in Blazers in Dortmund about Pulisic, and he's talking to Dortmund fans, and like, what do you think about Pulisic? Oh, he's great off the ball, you know, he has the positioning, runs off the field a lot, and then, did you know he's American? He's American? And they're so flabbergasted, (laughs) which I think is pretty funny, but also kind of neat that we're kind of breaking into that, that a a good player can also be American overseas. Let's go to a couple of, uh, well, a few different quick news stories that we'll summarize for you in a sentence or two. Uh, first of all, Portuguese club Boa Vista has mistreated two Nigerian players who they're underpaying, locking out of their facilities, isolating in training. That's against FIFA rules. It's just horrible, horrible behavior. This is the first division uh, Portuguese Premier League club, which I think is utterly disgraceful. You can read a little bit more about it by uh, Googling Boa Vista. Yeah, and the other thing that you might want to look into, um, the Argentine FA apparently hadn't paid their security guards in six months. And at the same time, Lionel Messi was the uh, apparent Argentine spokesman when he said that the team would not be making any sort of media appearances after they made some reports of Ezekiel Lavezzi smoking a doobie during training. Yeah, we don't know if that report's true, actually. So this is players standing in solidarity. Yeah. But and, regardless, who cares? Eh, they, they don't. I mean, this is like the, the other side of the Rooney story. I uh, mean, yeah. okay, fine. It would be better if it was wax, but still. One thing that we did miss, though, is that those... You remember a couple of episodes ago, we talked about the Argentine FA's kind of political issues. Well, it turns out Messi paid those so those security guards hadn't been paid partly through that and he Messi paid them all out of pocket so that's that's really cool of him that's like really neat in case you wanted to like Lionel Messi more than Luis Suarez yep Luis Suarez who used to play for Liverpool also did play for Liverpool is Martin Sturdle he did a big uh, derby this day in Tur- this week in, Tur- in Turkey with uh, Fenerbahce playing Galatasaray Fenerbahce beat Galatasaray 2-0 with goals from uh Colin's favorite former Dooner, uh, Robin, <laughs> Robin Van fucking Van Persie. <laughs> I love that love in that. He's not that better. Say, yeah, not, not better at all. Yep, yep, yep. Can't uh, stand uh, there, was a, there was a goalkeeper for FC Midgetland, if you remember the, that tiny club that faced Manchester United in the Champions League a couple of years ago <laughs> in Denmark. Um, turns out that due to strong winds, their keeper was making a goal kick, and essentially the ball blew straight back at him. He got the ball, which, I mean, there was an opposing player going for it. I think, like, fair play, whatever, right? I mean, no, the referee calls it for an indirect free kick because nobody had passed it, it to him. I mean... <laughs> Are you going to set up a wall within 
literally 11 meters of the goal. Like, you're going to have a wall directly around the goal. Like, Mm -hmm. what's the point? Um, Nothing came from that in the red free kick, right? There's no goal. No, I don't think so. So I hope not. It's just a freaky thing that in the rules the ref was right but come on it's gust dale forest wins come on be a pal all right uh our last derby of from this past week uh atletico and real madrid uh hatchet from cristiano ronaldo and he introduced a new celebration that people were like tearing apart on twitter but you can read on your own but he didn't take his shirt off i'm not interested yeah (laughs) the first goal actually not (laughs) the first goal by ronaldo actually um, they used goal line. Yeah, tech. they used goal line technology to see that it actually had gone in, which is it's pretty cool. So let's move on to the Reynolds wrap up, Colin's conspiracy theories, and our listener questions. Time to put on the tinfoil hat. So we actually got some submissions from Twitter, and Mixolydian sixteen asked the two United fans account. Do you think the team will make any official announcements before the drafts? Are players, coach, stadium? Etc. Now, here's the thing. I knew for a fact that this was a why haven't they said anything question. What is the reason behind this? So I did some digging with my Illuminati sources. Um, they refused to say anything on record. They insisted on being behind their hoods and using a vocoder for their voice. But they confirmed to me that during August, Arthur Blank made a deal with Manny Lagos. It was a blood pact that... Arthur Blank would give Minnesota United the word United in exchange for complete obfuscation on everything that Minnesota United would do in preparation for MLS. The reason for this, this is exclusive. Mm -hmm. Arthur Blank realized that he was about to hire a guy who couldn't get Lionel Messi to win an international (laughs) tournament as his head coach. And he wanted to make absolutely sure that people would think Atlanta United was actually ahead of Minnesota in their preparations. Therefore, it was totally a legit thing to make sure that Minnesota United would look completely stupid. There's also a short answer to this. There's probably going to be some announcements for the draft no 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 so mitchell lydian trust me trust me on this to be some but not a lot trust me on this probably he swore on the anuit coetus (laughs) this is a complete blood pact that happened wake up sheeple wake up sheeple if if you have any questions if you have any uh conspiracy theories that you want colin to flesh out please let us know on twitter at two united fans or at uh colin's Twitter handle, which is you can find me at the attachment. Send yeah, me all of these; I will flush them out for you. And if you want to have just some real answers that are probably going to be like, yeah, probably right. Uh, <laughs> I'm at I'm at Kay Olson seven sixteen. So uh, the other thing is, please tell your friends about this podcast. It's a new format. We're really enjoying it. I hope you are as well. Give us any feedback that you have, but certainly do tell your friends um, if you're enjoying listening. You can find this thing on iTunes and Stitcher, on Google Play Podcasts, on SoundCloud. We really appreciate you listening. Thanks so much for your time. Have a great rest of your night, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.